Andrei Tunderman, and welcome to the Alec Domaji Chronicles. Sun went down over my hometown, the night became so still, going north on a weekend run, a young man I knew. No more whispering in our mind. I am Alec Domaji, and welcome no to the Alec Domaji Chronicles. There will be no more whispering. There will be no more lies. We will tell the truth. Stop, stop it. We'll stop it. One less loved one at Christmas. One less loved one on birthday. This is the Alec Dumaji Chronicles, and we're counting down to the 14th of October when the big national referendum to recognise Aboriginal people on this thing they call the Constitution of Australia, which I call the Constitution. It's a big con because it's fake, it's lying, it's invalid. And I'm very um, honoured to have a sister girl of mine on the phone right now, deadly warrior woman from down south Australia away, Natasha Wangani. How are you? I'm good, my brother, and thank you. Shout out to everybody on that side of the country, and thanks for having me. It's deadly to have you on here. Um, uh, before we get started, you want to quickly let everybody know your mob and uh, and uh, I guess who you you know your mob and that way in South Australia. My mob in South Australia: Agana, Narunga, and Nurunjiri, and I also have family stretched out to WA. Manunga family. Hello, everybody. Deadly. Uh, Nurunjiri. That's uh, what is his name? I had him up home with me. What a funny fella. The round. Are you sorry? I, I, I had one brother from, oh, what is his name? Kevin Copinuri. Oh, my brother. <laughs> my other brother from another mother. I had Kev up. He came to our, he hosted our festival back in 2017. Everybody loved him up in Doomage and Burktown. Yeah, he's, he's pretty deadly. He gets us in stitches down here all the time. <laughs> now, nah, they all loved him. I, I, um, Marundu, uh, um, took him out fishing and hanged out with him. He, he really loved his time in Burktown. So when you see him, say hello to him for me. Yeah, of course. I will definitely say hello to him. I'll slap him around when I see him too. <laughs> right, let's, let's, let's get straight into this now. You're you're very well known, I guess, in the film and in the entertainment industry as as an actress. You've been in plays on stage. Uh, one, probably one of your biggest roles that people don't talk about much was your role in Rabbit Proof Fence. Um, when was that done? That was back in the early two thousands. Yeah, early, very early two thousands. So I was fifteen when I did that, and I turned. 21 again. No, I turned 40 <laughs> next year. So it was a while ago, but I'm very extremely proud of that film um, and what it stands for and how it shed light on our history here. So shout out to Philip Noyce. And that's where I met my teacher, Bippy David Gopalu. So I'm very extra thankful for that film because I met my teacher. So let's talk about that for a second before we get into the, the conversation around this voice to parliament. But do you at a young age, I guess, found a white ally in Philip Noyce. And he's like, you know, a really famous Australian director around the world. He's, he's, he's pretty much, you know, directed some big Yeah, he's the Aussie epitome of Hollywood, I guess. He certainly is. Well, what did you learn from someone like Philip, like having a white ally like him? I just learned that there were people willing to sit down and talk with us and actually learn about what we've been through. You know, he's been um, a very, very good guide, um, as well as Biffy David Gopalu, as in moving through the industry and being able to meet certain people that I probably wouldn't be able to meet if I didn't know him. So it's it's great like that because we get our stories out to America through him, which is amazing. Even though he is on the Yes campaign, 
Um, yeah, difficult, <laughs> difficult times to be black in this country right now um, for everybody. Um, there are good people that are voting for yes and there are bad people voting for yes as well. I'm not voting for any. any. I stand in my sovereign rights. Um, that's what I choose to do as a black woman in this land. Uh, my culture, my people and everything and history that goes with being us is what's most important to me. Well, I guess that's the one one fundamental issue here with voting on this constitution. The constitution itself is illegal and invalid due to no treaties with First Nation people. Uh, that's right. At, at its establishment back in 1901. So why would we participate and join in the lie that is the construct of Australia by voting in this referendum? That's right. And I got asked a very interesting question um, by a reporter saying, uh, what do you think your ancestors would think about the voice? Do you think they would vote yes? And my response was, for somebody like Pemaway, who got his body cut up to pieces and his head put in a jar um, and preserved in spirits to be put on show in England, I don't think that he would vote yes. I don't think he would want to become a part of that system and a part of a people that murdered him and our people, you know, and he's not the only one. Would Truganini vote yes? I doubt it. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think about Australian politics and how much we're not considered in a lot of areas. So why wouldn't we stand in our sovereign law and stand in that strongly instead of giving up everything we are to become Australians? 100%, 100%, my sister. I reckon all of those warriors that have gone before us, be it, you know... The, and if we, the, get, if we get, you know, if people become in their, what, they, what they're promoting equal, Australians like everyone else, what makes people think that they won't go after all of our assets like our sacred sites, our burial sites, all these places where our minerals are safe? What makes people think that they won't turn around and go, well, you're an everyday Australian now, so you don't got your sovereign rights. And what right do you have to tell us where to dig? Because we're all equal now. And that is the trick, isn't it? That's the trick. And this is, you know, I don't think a lot of people were thinking about that. We've been so brainwashed into becoming equal in this idea of Australians that we're forgetting what we come from. We come from over 500,000 years of history. And I am not going to be a part of a generation that ends that. I want to be a part of the generation that continues that for another 500,000 years. And I can't do that if I become an Australian. 100%. I hear you 100%. And I agree. Tell me about your relationship with the legendary, I guess, uh, Mr. Gorpolo before we, we he crossed over into the uh, great dreaming. I, I know you, you know, I guess learned a lot from him, but he's, you know, a proper law ceremony man from up the top there but also yep. was very staunch in his, in his fight for our people and, and our rights. Well, that's right. And I, I don't think he would give up everything he is to become an Australian citizen. You know, he's, when I met that man, I saw him on the set of Rat Proof Fence as a 15-year-old. And when he looked at me, it stopped me in my tracks. There's no, I have not met very many people in my life who can stop me in my tracks and their eyes cut through my soul. And when I looked at him and felt that power, I went, wow, that is real. And I want that. I want to be able to look at people and stop them in their tracks like that. The power of that man and everything that he grew up in, he was one of the last generations to grow up as men of the land. Mm. You know, he saw white fellas when he was a teenager. Mm. So everything that he is and was, 
went straight through me the moment he looked at me. And I'm so, so thankful for that because that showed me the strength of our lawmen. That showed me the strength of our country. So he was, you know, the relationship I had with him was very beautiful and I will cherish it to the day I pass and I see him again. What do you think he would have had to say about this whole referendum and voice thing? He would have said exactly what his brother, Bippy Gondora, said. Dr. Gondora, where are you leading us? I'll tell you where you're leading us, to destruction. He would have backed them up, the young mob up there that are actually, you know, protecting their culture and want to keep it sacred. So I know, I know that he would be standing in his law. Well, look, my young sister, I, I, I say this with the utmost love and respect. I reckon he was looking directly through your eyes into those fellows on that panel the other night when you were on Q&A because I could see them squirming in their seats when you pulled yeah, them up big time. They, they felt my energy before I spoke. And that's the power that we have as, as First Nations people. We've all got that. We just need to tap into it, go back to it. Learn from it again. Go back to your elders. Go back to your country and sit down and actually feel what's underneath you. Let that remind you of who you are in this place. Every single one of us are walking miracles in this land. They tried to kill your people, my brother. They tried to kill my people. Mm. And these days they're doing it in different ways. You know, I've never seen such a campaign bombard our people the way it has through media through television every second commercial down here is about the voice yep. you know that's another form of mental abuse and the yes mob have not called out for you know mental health awareness and and mental health um, resources for our people they've left it up to us and even those lines have been very overwhelmed we've had more suicides spikes since the referendum started you know, have. my my it's 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 horrible. My family are going through that right now. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know what what I can say about that except that we need to go back to country, go back to culture, because while we're all worried about you know other people are worried about joining the Aussie Aussie Oi Club, we're losing our babies. We we're losing our young men. We're losing our young me- women, and our elders are feeling defeated. Yeah, you know, they need us to step up and stand strong like the warriors have before us. In the last week, my sister, in the last two weeks, unlike you, you know, I, I deal directly with our mob on the ground. My, my position with our people, with the Wanyi mob, I'm the, I'm the chairperson of our Wanyi Native Title Aboriginal Corporation, and my job is to take care and for the betterment of our mob and, and find ways to pull us out of the abject poverty we have and and and, and, mm. and I guess try and uh, work the system the best I can to make sure our mob are looked after. And I've had to deal mm. with, in the last two weeks, five deaths. I've had three deaths from heart attacks, one from a stroke, and the last one... Oh, I from, send all the love and strength to all your families that are going through yeah. heartache right now, brother. Love and strength yeah. to your mob. And last one to suicide. So, And that's only in the last couple of weeks. So, you know, the, the, the numbers don't lie up home. Um, no, the numbers don't lie. And that's the, that's the other thing about all this campaigning. Ha- millions, hundreds of millions of dollars have gone into this campaign. And they're all funded by the mining companies that are ripping our country up and destroying our history. You know, that money, if they were serious about helping our mob, they would actually put that towards other things. Suicide prevention programs, getting kids on, on country programs, have, and, and even stopping, you know, the desecrations of our, our sites. Right now down here in Adelaide, I'm fighting to protect uh, one of the biggest burial slash massacre sites in the country. 
Um, we've had the Premier down here announce the biggest land release in South Australian history is a good thing, but he failed to tell everybody he's digging up my people's bones for that. And they've already removed 31 bodies that we're fighting to get put back in the ground. Now, on Q&A, he, he did say that they want to safely remove the bones. And I said, no, you shouldn't be touching them. They should stay where they lie. That is our history. And that history belongs to me and my daughter and my daughter's children. And that's what I think everyone's failing to remember. This stuff has been handed down to us from over 500,000 years of history, even more. Yes, 100%. And, and I don't understand why so many of our people are willing to squash that and become Aussies. Why do you think it's so people, disrespectful? Why do you think our mob are willing to compromise and bow down and take the need of these mob? Because when... they're too comfortable. They've been conditioned. Mm. They've been conditioned that this is what a successful Aboriginal is, somebody who follows the pack, who has a good job at a nice house and a flash car. That's not the epitome of success to me. Mm. Being grounded, being connected to your people and carrying your culture forward and with such strength, with the strength of our warriors and ancestors, that's successful to me, yes. being in touch with who you are. Yes. We didn't need flashy cars and all that stuff. And to this day, I still I don't need any of that stuff. I walk everywhere, bro. <laughs> on, the old you know? on the old foot falcon. So I think everybody's just being conditioned too much and they've gotten too comfortable with the white, white man's ways and the way they live. Two and things. I'm not saying that anyone who does that is a bad person. I'm just saying that they need to go back. They need to go back to what they are before all of that stuff. They forget themselves. They, they, they forget themselves and they get wrapped up in this world that uh, is just, you know, uh, I guess um, materialistic. And our mob never It is like a that. very materialistic world and it's a world where popularity seems to be winning instead of doing the right thing. Yes, very well You said. know? But in order for us to preserve what we have left for the next 500,000 years, we need to do the right thing. One thing I want to ask and you. And that means paying respect to the people before us. That's very true, 100%. And, and I guess the other night when the uh, Premier of South Australia was on the panel with you, one thing you called him out on, which I found you know, very, very um, proper, staunch and, and powerful, you called him out on he you know, was introduced as a, as a Nanandjari uh, lawman from that area. Yeah, well, actually, that was Kaim Ma. He, the Premier introduced him on Parliament steps as the first traditional initiated man. Now, there's a big investigation going on down here about it. It's been put in the papers. Um, we've had community members ask a private detec a detective who um, does work in genealogy, and he backtraced Kaim's family, six generations, and there's no Aboriginal people in there. So I'm wondering if that was just a an honorary thing or if he actually went through it. But the fact that he was sitting with elders that I know up there, jumbles that I know up there, and they're telling me, nah, he just wanted a photo, that, that kind of threw me off. And then when the Premier introduced him under that title, I was like, well, that's the same man that's given approval for 31 people of my, my old people to be removed out the ground. As a black fella, you would never do that. 100% you would never do that. But don't forget, Linda Burney sat right there and said, we work for our constituents and our parties before anything. That's so true. she admitted that they don't think with their black minds. So what does that tell everybody? She just admitted that every black politician in there is not working for us. So why the hell would we want to join their party? 
I think that 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 debukes or debunks the because um, narrative that the racist no campaign are pushing that we've got eleven blackfellas in there already. You've already got a voice. But Linda pretty yeah. much came out and said, "Well, I'm not there representing black." And it, it also I'm, goes I'm against Jacinta and Warren too, because it's also confirming that they don't work for us either. And like I said, it's like two football teams in the grand final. Nobody cares about the player's opinion; they just want them to win the game by any means possible. That's and that's what true. they're doing. They're using our grassroots black rights to try and win this this campaign because they really want to push forward. Um, us being Aussies and equal to everyone else. And that means to me that I lose my strength and my power as a sovereign woman. So that's where I'm like, nah, I don't want to play that game. I'd rather sit here on the ground with my, my people, my elders, and talk with them about what we're going to do. What are the elders are saying to you they want to do? What, 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 is, what, is, what is the alternative? What are the elders saying to you they want to do to move forward? What's, what's their answer to this? Well, most of them are like, they can't touch us because we we got our own law. And if they can't, they should worry about their this, themselves and their own spirits and finding out about their own jukupa before they worry about anybody else's. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's, that's absolutely right. But a lot of them are, are tired. A lot of them are fearful. Mm. I've had elders come up and cry to me which is the most heartbreaking thing. When you love your elders and your people, the last thing you want to see them do is cry with heartbreak. You want to see them cry with happy tears, and even that cuts us deep. So seeing these elders cry to me and ask me, what do we do, what are we going to do, I don't know what to do, is extremely difficult to deal with because I'm trying to protect them from that, like mm-hmm. you're trying to protect your mob from that. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just putting faith in, in us and, you know, the next step after this, whether it's a yes or no, we've still got to sit down and have a meeting, all of us Aboriginal First Nations people across the country. Um, we've got to have another meeting together and sort this stuff out straight so that we know what we're doing. I mean, you've heard about class actions. We might just pull one of those out, you know. It's not, it's not a time to be complacent. It's a time to act and, and get up and stand up and fight for what's yours. You know, one thing that I, I notice about this whole thing is it's the white system turning blackfellas on blackfellas. And I, and I noticed that on the panel the other night. The one thing um, I saw happen during that talk, it's Sister Sally Scales, is it? Sally yeah, Scales? yep. I, look, I don't know. I, I'm, I know you a lot better. We've, we've known each other for almost 15 years. I've, I remember yeah. many years ago, so I know you, but I don't know Sally. I don't know her. And she seemed to have got, like, and this is just what my observation was, she got more, I guess, upset that you didn't include her as a, as a grassroots woman instead of the fact that she's agreeing to be recognised on an illegal constitution. Um, well, and, and, yeah, and felt, most felt, grassroots people that I know don't want to join the Aussie Aussie Oi Club. So I sat, you know, I didn't include her in that because I was speaking about me and my mob who are standing for sovereignty, not about her and whoever she's standing with that support, yes. You know, so she, and this is the other thing, they told her, they would have told her, mention that you're a grassroots person too because she keeps, bang, Natasha keeps banging on about it. Yes. So that's the first time I've heard her say that. And, 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 on stage that night. What I find funny too was the, the all the white people sat back and, and watched two two black women argue, and I went, hey, there, "There's the system again, working its magic." Yeah, and Linda, Linda, Linda sat there smiling like a snake. It was really weird. The energy I got from her, mm. it was like she knew she couldn't fuck with me. 
So I ah. was like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> I watched you up there. I thought, deadly, my sister, you're, you're pulling them into gear. What, and it's um, hard, you know, it's hard for any of us to get up there and go against the big honchos. But if we don't, they're just going to walk all over us. The one thing I noticed wasn't mentioned up on that talk, or, or not been mentioned lately, is the talks about treaty, tracks to treaty. I mean, the, the original voice was voice, treaty, truth-telling. All of a yeah, sudden, Yeah, and it's- now it's about voice, love, voice and love, because they realize they're trying to play on the heartstrings. Look at Senator McCarthy's uh, commercial for The Voice, and she's saying, you know, doctors can help our children. Like, they should be doing that anyway. Shouldn't they? Well, that's what I thought. I mean, isn't that was Linda Burney's like, so portfolio? Playing on the playing on that, our kids are sick, and if we get the yes vote, they won't be sick anymore. You can't do that. No, you can't. No, you you know, it, it, factually, that's that's not right anyway. Exactly. I mean, just because they vote yes on on Saturday, whenever it is, doesn't mean that uh, all our mob and all our problems are going to disappear the next day. They probably get worse. That's right. Well, I know they'll get worse, brother, and you know that too. Yep. They'll find and ways is, to stifle us. This is what, you know, us. we've got to stand and be strong with. He's letting them know that we're not going down without a fight because this is our home. It has been our home for, for a long time, before time even began. So what's the message you want to send out to all our mob around the country that are listening into this podcast at the moment? What's, what's, what, what, what's... I would like to say to all my brothers and sisters, my aunties and uncles, friends, family members, everybody out there, that are questioning what's going on. You've got every right to question what's going on. This is your home. This has been your home for nearly half a millennia. And it will never stop being your home unless you stop fighting for it. And I know it's hard. I know we've been through a lot. But I need you to be strong. I need you all to be strong and stand up for all the warriors that we've lost all the elders that had their bodies cut open and sent across the across the world. I know they wouldn't be joining these fellas. I know they wouldn't be saying yes. Yeah. We need to be strong for them because they didn't run, hide and fight for us to sit here and let us be rolled over like this by a government that doesn't even belong in this country. We need to stand in our law, our customs, our culture because I do not want to be a part of a generation that lets that die out. That's where we're at. We are a dying race. And if we go through with this, there'll be less of us to celebrate. We'll have hardly any culture left. So we need to stand strong and stand together. I love you all. You're walking miracles in this country and don't ever forget that. Oh, my deadly sister. I'm so proud of you. I love you very much. I can't wait to see your big face and give you a hug. You, you, oh, I you. can't wait! I can't wait to give you a big hug too, brother. I know we both need it, eh? Yeah, I, 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 I was talking to my wife about coming down that way and spending some time in Adelaide at some point, um, because we wanted to go over to Uluru and go and spend some time out there with family and whatnot. So, watch out! You, you, yeah. you, you might see me over Christmas. I, I might be hitting you up. <laughs> oh, deadly! There's plenty of seafood out here. I'll take deadly. you out on a boat with my brothers. I'm looking forward to that. I love you, my sister. You stay strong, and and Always. and after all this is done, Dusty, whether it's yes, no, or whatever. No matter, we'll still be we'll still keep them fires burning. I'm going to play a song for you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, but I'm going to play this song for you from Auntie Ruby Hunter, uh, Naranjari Woman. This one for you, all right? Oh, deadly, brother. <laughs> Love you. Love you. Take care. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Natasha Wangini there um, from the Naranjari mob down there in, in the Ghana mob in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. Uh, amazing young warrior woman, amazing actress, but a, a very staunch advocate for our rights and someone that 
I respect as my sister and someone that I'll, I'd, I'd go into battle for any time and stand beside her. She's someone that certainly uh, takes the best of our people and puts it on display for all the world to see. This one's for you, Tasha. And this one's for you and all them young women and then your baby girl as well. Here's Ruby Hunter. Judy woman, and I'm proud of who I am. Not a Judy woman, native to this traditional land, in our mother's land. Our mother's land. Our mother's land. And when they took us all away, prayed for us not stray. Right upon our mother's land While we will walk away In our mother's land Our mother's land Our mother's land I am not a Judy woman I stand so proud and tall I remember stories When I was a little girl In our mother's land Our mother's land Our mother's Oh, <laughs> 